Welcome to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. I'm Dr. Glenn Kinkin, Senior Minister here at Centenary. My hope is that this podcast will give you some good news for your journey today. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, the sixth chapter, verses 10 through 17. Paul writes, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, we thank you for this opportunity to gather together and to worship you, to offer to you all that is on our hearts this day, to sing songs of praise, and to know that you are with us. Lord, as we come now to this time of the message, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation and thoughts of all of our hearts will be acceptable and pleasing in your sight. O Lord, you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. A phrase that I have learned to use very cautiously in my life is, I've got this. Sometimes I say that phrase, and and I really do got this, so to speak. Either I've mastered a skill, or maybe I have enough, uh, you know, resources, or, or being in a situation where I do feel relatively equipped to deal with what's on hand. But there have been also many, many times in my life where I have said that, and admittedly I have spoken entirely too soon, foolishly or quite incorrectly. I was tangibly and and rather lightheartedly reminded of this a couple months ago in the spring. Uh, It was one of those days where I was getting ready for work and the forecast was calling for rain. I mean, it was like a 100% chance of rain and you looked outside and the clouds, it was overcast. It was clear this wasn't just a forecast, this really was going to rain. Every indication that this would be the case, but I'm one of those people that really doesn't like to carry extra stuff. I don't like to carry an umbrella. I don't like to carry a raincoat. I just like to keep it simple. And when I got in my car that morning, I didn't think I really needed anything because at that time, it wasn't raining. And I remember saying to myself, I got this, it's gonna be okay. 
At the time, I was living in High Point, and by the time I had trekked from High Point here to Centenary, it was like the heavens had opened up and there was a massive, massive downpour. And I tried to wait in my car for a few minutes to ride it out. I tried to do everything that I possibly could to maybe see if I did get it when I made that trek from the 4th Street parking lot all the way to the other side. But the rain just kept coming and coming and coming. Finally, I found an old towel in my car to wrap up my laptop, and I tried to run as quickly as I could into the church office, but it was too late. I was absolutely and completely drenched, and I was tangibly reminded that really, I don't got this. I don't got this. Earlier that, later in that afternoon, a wonderful staff member gifted me with an umbrella and I keep it in my car, and I keep it in my car just in case we have another rain shower like we potentially did this morning, but also as a reminder that sometimes I don't got this, and that's okay, that's okay. I appreciate really in the grand scheme of things, that event is so minor and so inconsequential, but I offer it to illustrate in some small way the reality that our lives are filled with choices. And the question is, how do we respond? What guides our decisions? What role does our faith play? We come to today's passage from Paul's letter that he's writing to the church in Ephesus. And he's writing this letter in prison. He's addressing daily living in the Christian community in Ephesus. And we come to these particular words in the letter to the Ephesians, and it's often been referred to as the armor of God passage. Now the armor, the language of armor, the language of preparing for battle initially may not resonate with our daily context. And I want to emphasize that in this passage, Paul is not promoting physical warfare. Paul is clear that the struggle to which he is referring is not against other people, and he's not describing other people as enemies. But in this passage, Paul is calling attention to something that I think we all know to be true, and that is the presence of evil in this world. It is something that each and every one of us experiences on a daily basis. We experience it within ourselves. If we're honest with ourselves, we all wrestle with temptations, with sin, with doing, saying, and believing things that do not reflect the character of Christ. We experience it in our interactions with others. Uh, a while ago, I, I was uh, told of a phrase, hurt people hurt people. And I think that is the reality, is that each and every one of us have been hurt by others and we have hurt others. We see the presence of evil in our world with war and violence, oppression, the ways that we devalue one another. The burden of sin and evil weighs greatly on us individually and on all of our world. And just as Paul calls attention to the presence of evil in this world, he also calls attention to the truth that we can't respond to or resist evil by ourselves. We can, as individuals, solve the problem of evil. We can't save ourselves. We don't have it, so to speak, alone. But this truth is not defeating. This truth is empowering. 
it's empowering. Just a few moments ago, as, as we were uh, celebrating the wonderful sacrament of baptism and we affirmed our baptismal vows, we were reminded that we are still called as the church, as the body of Christ, to confront and resist evil in whatever forms it presents itself. And we are also equipped as the body of Christ to do so. And in this truth points to the wonderful paradox of our faith, that the way to win the battle against evil is to surrender to Christ. The resources that we have been given to fight evil are virtues of love and peace. Paul reminds us that yes, there is evil in this world, but Christ is calling us to a better way. We don't always have this, so to speak, but we belong to a God who does. Sin and evil lead to death, but trusting in Christ, surrendering to him and his way is what leads to life. And so Paul goes on in this passage and he details what he calls the armor of God, what we have been equipped and empowered so that we can confront and resist evil in this world. Paul tells us we have been given the belt of truth, the truth of God's love for all of humanity and creation, the truth of the redeeming and saving work of Jesus Christ, the truth of the resurrection and life abundant and life eternal. We have the breastplate of righteousness, that, that the, the, the call to seek to live in the way that God calls us to live so that our words and our actions and our thoughts and the way that we live reflect the nature and love of God. We have the shoes of peace, reminding us that in what we do, we should be eager to spread a message of peace, eager to promote wholeness and reconciliation. We have the shield of faith, reminding us that whatever we encounter, we can trust in God. And we are called to trust God even farther than we can see. We have been given the helmet of salvation, the knowledge and the assurance of knowing that Christ died for us, that we are forgiven and redeemed in Christ. And we also have the sword of the Spirit and the Word of God, which provides us guidance, wisdom, discernment, and conviction that we receive every time as we, we read Scripture and are open to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I think about all of these things that Paul has mentioned that we have as we are called to live in this world. And again, I appreciate that we may not often use the language of armor in our daily context, but the qualities and virtues of the Christian faith speak to our daily lives. Because the reality is, again, is that our lives are filled with choices, countless choices each and every day. Choices of how we prioritize our time and our energy and our attention. Choices of how we address situations that are presented to us. Choices of how we treat one another. Choices of how we grow and learn and mature each and every day. And as we are presented with these choices, we also are presented with the presence of evil. And so the question is, how do we respond? How do we respond? How do we put on the armor of God? 
I think about what some of those tangible daily choices might look like in our everyday lives as we seek to put on the armor of God. It looks like choices of taking the time, setting aside time each and every day to pray, to be alone with God, to to, to offer up your day and your life to God and to hear how God is speaking to us. Likewise, it looks like the choices of taking time to read scripture. I know we have our Going Deeper initiative that we're doing of of taking just a few moments every day to read the scripture passage at hand and taking it and, and reflecting on how those words are speaking to us and how these words can be living words, words that can take root in our hearts and our lives that we can live faithfully. Those choices may look like taking time to cultivate deep spiritual friendships with the time that we've been given, of of getting to know one another and and holding one another in loving prayer and learning and growing together in the faith. Sometimes those choices look like if we are on social media and see exchanges that perhaps are, are saturated with cynicism and division, it's taking the time to post words of hope and encouragement and love or times that we experience or hear words that devalue, that we remind our friends and our foes and everyone alike that we are loved by God and that we are of eternal worth. It's making the choice each and every day to trust in God, knowing that God indeed is present with us in all things. And I could go on and on and on of what all those daily choices may look like as we seek to put on the armor of God and live faithfully. But God equips us with what we need so that we can resist evil and we can live faithfully each and every day. As I mentioned the last time I shared a message with you, I love hymns and I think there is so much in our hymns that that, that can teach us and and help us learn more about our faith. And I was uh, blessed this morning that that our opening hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing is one of my favorite hymns. I think the words of it are just so rich and are so helpful as we grow in our faith. And I particularly love the final stanza of Come Thou Fount. I want to say it with, uh, share it again. Robinson writes, O to grace, how great a debtor, daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart. Oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. I don't know about you, but as I hear those words of the stanza, I think Robinson expresses my daily experience quite eloquently. Life is difficult. And the reality is, is we don't always have it. And that's okay. Because God has it now and forever. And so we are invited this day to surrender to Christ, to put on the whole armor of God, to be strong in the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
Thank you for listening to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. We hope that you'll consider joining us for worship on Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock or Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9, or 11. Have a blessed day.